Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week we focus on a person, historical event or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Welcome to the HIV podcast from the office. This is where I'm supposed to say something, isn't it? Yes, it is. Welcome, Sarah. Come join me. Join me in the podcast where it only works if we speak to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was just trying to find what we're doing today. I'm that on the ball. To be fair to us, normally we don't record in the office. And today we're in the office, which is, again, when people see the videos, it will look slightly different. And weirdly, we're actually sat in two different offices in the office. So it's all very odd. And we swap microphones. I've got RTDT. Yeah, yes, you do. And you're not holding it up like a jockey and I can hear you. No. Which is odd. I don't know. I think all microphones just hate me. But anyway, a few things we should mention. A, ads, Sarah. Have we sold out? Tell the people. Oh, okay. Well, the podcast is really popular now. I think we're okay to, to say that. Without we're definitely okay to say that. Go us. Blowing our own trumpet too much. Um, and that means people want to advertise which is fine. Um, So we haven't, no, we haven't sold out. The premise for the podcast has always been to normalise HIV, which we're doing. But the secondary benefit of that is that we can get a small amount of money, it's not masses, that we can then um, put towards our service users and the running of our centre. So it's an unexpected benefit. And I know adverts are a pain. And I listened to an episode the other day and thought Sketches had hacked into our (laughs) That's how on the ball I am. And then realise that actually it's it's just that people want to advertise because we've got so many listeners. So go us. And like we said, just please bear with the adverts. We're not we're not selling out and we like Sarah said, we're doing it to get more revenue for our charity. So all of the money goes 
into TVPS. So we are sorry. We know they're annoying, but please bear with them. Also, this is not my desk I'm sitting at. I've just realised I've had my elbow in a sticky patch. Oh, that is hideous. But it's now all over Profins. my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> awful, isn't it? Also, I've got really sad news for everyone, Sarah. Oh, no, what? Well, you actually already know this, but you didn't know I was going to mention it. This week is is the last week of lovely Lauren, who helps us out on the podcast, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Do you know she's leaving? Yes. Yeah, that's good. Um, Well, not, not good that she's leaving, good that you know. But yeah, no, she's off to pastures new. We knew we couldn't keep her forever. She's very, very talented. So just wanted to say thank you, lovely Lauren, for always listening to the podcasts and helping us with the research. And you've been amazing. Oh, she has. And we wish you well for the future. Not that you need it. You're going to smash it. And we love you. Yeah, we really do. And if we were, the reason you can tell we love her, because I would have forced her because she's actually in the office with us today. So normally I would force someone to come in and speak on the podcast, but I know she would hate that. So I won't do that to her. But anyway, moving on, Sarah. The scissors, right? And there's a very good reason for this. Are you ready? Oh my God. What are you going to do? Okay, so we came into the office this morning to find this amazing package that is, it says, Jess and Sarah, a.k.a. the HIV podcast. Who's it from? Well, it says, I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but it does say from C.Leach. So I think it's from Charlotte. But we're basically going to open it right now, live on the podcast. Oh, do it. Okay, let's go. Probably have to cut half of this bit out because it'll be really long. What do you think it might be, Sarah? It's quite heavy. Pickled onions, some dungarees. Dungarees, I think I might actually lose my mind. (laughs) That would be the best thing that could happen. Okay, I'm ripping it. She has wrapped this so well. If anyone's looking for a present wrapper or a package wrapper, Charlotte Leach. Right, here we go, opening it up. So we've got some paper. Oh, my goodness, chocolate buns. Dark chocolate digestive fins. No, they're not the... They're the normal ones. Milk chocolate. Oh, oh, yes. oh they, they're, they're my favourite. This is a good present. Still more, right? And normal milk chocolate digesters for you. How amazing is this? And we have a card. I'm so touched. Thank you so much, Charlotte. This is so nice. It says, the card says, we should all be feminists. Hell yes, we should. So the card says, dear Jess and Sarah and colleagues, so we shall share these. Actually, it's really serendipitous that we're in the office today. It's like we need... Actually, I call that bad luck because we're going to have to share this with other people. It is. We'll keep the dark chocolate digesters and the chocolate buttons a secret and we'll just share the other bits. You know, deal? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. She said, there are a few... Here are a few treats to say thank you so much for making the HIV podcast, as well as learning lots about HIV and AIDS. And in turn, educating others. Your good humour and chat has made me laugh so much. You're doing such a great job at educating people about HIV and AIDS. Keep it up. Best wishes, Charlotte Leach. And she said, P.S. For fairness, I included both dark. She's put in brackets yum because we know she's with me on that one. Yes. And milk digestive biscuits as well as caramel for something new. Enjoy. Literally, this has made my day. kind person she is. Because to take the time to do that, honestly, that's... Oh, that's made our day. So I'm very excited. Actually, do you know what I'm going to do? Because we can do this now in the office. I'm actually going to run through and bring you the chocolate biscuit. Ready? I'm coming. Yes, go. Oh, I'm going to crack into these in a minute, I tell you. We're in the same office. <laughs> like a challenge Annika moment, wasn't it? But <laughs> Oh, yes, it was. We'll do more of these. What a way to start the podcast. 
Yes, the last one. Last one. <laughs> We're on such a high, which I feel like we should do a really happy episode. Oh, no. We always say that we need to be armed with treats to get us through them. And today we actually are. So let's go. Hey, are you ready? Yes. So, oh yeah, the final piece of the Romanian puzzle. I know it sounds like I haven't looked at this for weeks and I haven't, to be fair, because we've been so busy. So this will be as much a surprise to me as it will be to all of you because I've got no idea what the contents is. Okay, so we have looked at the children affected by HIV in Romania. The doctors, Dr. Klein and Dr. Matusa, that made a difference by securing funding and setting up clinics. We've looked at Stephen Doyle, who volunteered out there and made such a difference to children's lives. And we've looked at Smiley Pool, whose photographs helped the world see what was going on. Now we're going to look at a little girl who played a big part in persuading parents and caregivers around the world that antiretrovirals worked. I mentioned her last week. Her name was Janie Queen. That was it. It's all coming back to me now where I was like, oh, that sounds like it's going to be sad. And you were like, oh, a bit of sad, a bit of happiness, you know, somewhere in the middle. So, okay, I'm back in the Romania zone now after all the excitement of the package. Okay, good. So Janie, um, she contracted HIV from her mum. So her mum was a drug addict and had mental health issues. Um, And Janie was given up for adoption at birth. This all happens in America where Janie lives. Oh, okay. So she was in America. So I don't know why I just assumed she'd be in Romania. No, no, she's not. Uh, Janie was placed in foster care and at four months old, she's adopted by her foster parents. And she's very poorly infant because she's got HIV, basically. So she had stints in hospital. She wasn't really thriving. Um, Her parents are told not to expect her to live long enough to go to school. I mean, this is way, way back in the 90s. So medication for, well, there wasn't much medication for adults, but for children, they were rarely medicated, as we know. She's under the care, though, of Dr. Klein. I see all the worlds colliding now. It's all coming together. And she is one of the first children to start on HIV medication at the age of three. That was a very brave move by her parents. Brand new medication, obviously. I mean, it's been tested. Of course it has to ensure it's suitable for children. But I still think it is a brave move to lead the way. Your child is your most precious thing. Do you want to give them every chance to live? Of course you do. But I think there's also a burden of responsibility because, you know, what if the medication doesn't work? What if it gives us side effects? Especially being the first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a massive big step, isn't it? And I think I do wonder whether they gave it a lot of thought or whether they just knew instantly that that's what they should do. I don't know. Sometimes your biggest decisions are kind of based on instinct, aren't they? Yes. And you just know that is the way to go. I find that for me anyway. I don't know about you. Be honest, I'm just very impulsive. So I feel like all my decisions, Sarah, have very little thought. Oh, it's just how I live my life. Oh, I think it's a good way to live your life. I think going on your gut instinct is, I think, yeah, kind of quite important. Overthinking is something I do all the time. And I think at the end of the day, they must have had a lot of faith in Dr. Klein. Now, they also, they saw no reason not to be open about Janie's HIV status. And I think that openness probably contributed to the confidence that grew in Janie as she grew older. Well, yeah, she's never having to like keep anything a secret. And I do think that that can have quite a strain on you, can't it? Yeah. And they're just like, no, just be open, just be who you are. That's a nice way to live, actually. 
Okay, so she was introduced to Smiley Pool by Dr. Klein. You see how it's all starting to fit together? Yes, it's coming together. Wait, oh my God, it's all coming together. You just said Smiley Pool, didn't you? Yes. Okay, I actually like what you did here. I feel like this is, you know, like at the end of a film where suddenly you're like, no, because all the different pieces slot into place. Okay, go on, carry on. I'm with you now. I like it. Rubbing the stickiness off my elbow. Oh, God. I've done it again. What is it? Why is the desk sticky? <laughs> anyway, right, I'll start that again. So she was introduced to Smiley Pool by Dr. Klein, the Dr. Klein's her consultant, as we just said. And he was struck by the stark contrast between her life and that of the children that he'd photographed in Romania. And he takes some pictures showing her playing, her with her family, because by this point, she's on her medication, she's very happy, very healthy little girl. And she's obviously, she's living healthily with HIV. She's got access to medication to help her to do that. And Smiley observes that HIV is something she lives with, but it doesn't detract from her living a normal life. It's very much a stark contrast, isn't it, with what he's seen in Romania and what he's taken pictures of. Yeah, absolutely. And if anyone's just joined us, by the way, head on back to just the last episode. So episode four in the Romanian miniseries was all about Smiley Pool. And so that will explain more what Sarah's talking about and, and sort of what he had seen. But yes, yeah, yes. massive difference, massive difference to what, what he witnessed. Yeah. And he sees notices up around her house, you know, reminding her to take her medication. But that's it. It's just a normal child with a loving family around her. And he starts to think that, you know, she's kind of like a perfect role model, really, for other young people. She's got a really kind of strong personality that endears her to people anyway. And she's growing up to be a very confident and very mature young person. OK, well, let's talk about why, because you might be wondering why um, he chooses to photograph her. What's the purpose of him doing this? Dr. Klein and Smiley had a vision that the easiest way to evidence health disparities in different countries is through pictures. I mean, it is the simplest way, isn't it? You take a picture of a child who's not on medication and a picture of a child who is, and you can instantly see the difference and therefore highlights the disparities between different countries. So I can see where, where they're going with this. And it worked because it enabled Dr. Klein to get funding to help the children in Romania. So he's saying this child in America is on HIV medication and is perfectly healthy. This child in Romania isn't. We need to provide medication over there so that this child in Romania has the same health outcomes as Janie does. Yes. Simple. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's still so heartbreaking, though. It still reminds me of, I think we talked about it in maybe episode two, about how not all the children got medication. So the ones that would get medication are the ones that they felt had a higher CD4 and would possibly live a longer, happier life rather than the ones on a lower CD4 where you might think, actually, let's intervene and help their health. They were like, no, just makes me sad. Yes. So Dr. Klein, I mean, and he's aware of all of this, isn't he? And he's doing yeah. his best to get medication to all of the children. And Janie's parents, they're very supportive of all of this. They can see the sense in what's being suggested and they consent to Janie's picture being used to help build a bridge to reduce the gap in care in the two countries. I mean, if they hadn't had the parents buy in and they hadn't been able to see the bigger picture, then none of this would have happened. But clearly her parents from especially how they, you know, they wanted her to be open. They were very open to her starting medication young. I mean, yeah, I can understand why they'd also be like, absolutely, let's try to help even more people with this. This is such a yeah. positive thing. Yeah. And let's use Janie's picture as a kind of visual example of just how good the medication is. And it is a huge step for her parents. They're obviously very open anyway. They've got an amazing consultant. But, you know, we've talked about Ryan White, haven't we, and the challenges that he faced and his family faced because 
they were open. Well, I don't think through choice, but they had to be open about his HIV diagnosis. So it could have gone very differently. Yeah, it's a massive Jane. decision that's going to affect your life, essentially. And, and it could be, in a, like we were saying, it could be in a negative way. You just don't know at that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, as we said, it paid off. Dr. Klein got his funding. So it was a good use of Smiley's pictures and Smiley continued his photography of Janie. So he volunteered with his wife at Camp Hope, which is a camp or was a camp in America where HIV positive young people learned to kind of navigate their diagnosis. So it's specifically for young positive people. They're meeting other young positive people. They're having fun. They created a link to Romania. And six children from there attended one of the camps in America. I know how awesome. Oh, oh yeah, that's lovely. And, and 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 it must have blown their minds, as in the children from Romania, to see how different things were. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was still a ton of stigma. But I'm assuming if you're at Camp Hope, there is not stigma in Camp Hope because it's a lovely environment for everyone to be open and positive. Oh, how nice. You know, it's lovely. And I mean, Smiley's volunteering there. And again, he can see the benefits of the interactions between the children from the two different countries. Janie, I mean, she's a very friendly girl and she's able to strike up strong connections with the Romanian children. And although we've seen this before at our drop-in when we've had young people here, HIV brings them together. And in this case, with... um Janie living in America and and the other children from Romania, their health challenges are are obviously very, very different. But in reality, if you stick a group of kids together from anywhere in the world, from any background, they will find a way to play and get on. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And and find their own way of communicating. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. They're just kids having fun, having a great holiday. And Smiley gets to see all of this because he's volunteering there. Okay. In 2001... Janie is invited to Romania and the children that are treated at the clinic that she kind of goes to visit, oh, they treat her like a guest of honour. They're showing her around. Again, she strikes up a rapport with them, but she is a very visual representation to the hospital staff and the children themselves that it's possible to live healthily with HIV. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And how exciting for them as well. It must have been so nice to have someone come and visit and, and want to see about their lives and very special. Yeah, very much so. And I th- I just think she's extraordinary because it would appear that no matter what situation she was faced with, she's just in there making everyone feel comfortable, being friendly, being you know confident and, and making them feel at ease. Yes, absolutely. That's a strong character in a child as well, isn't it? You don't often see that kind of level of maturity but she has got it in bucket loads I've also helped just encourage her just be exactly as she is because it takes courage for them to make the decisions that they made around Mm. her health care and her life so I think yeah there's definitely something in there I'm sure with her parents just helping her to become such a strong person oh absolutely yeah definitely now we know uh, oh I don't know if I've mentioned it but yes (laughs) hello I'll start that again (laughs) what you're saying Right, as Dr. Klein's clinic model, I should never move away from my notes, Jess. I can't improvise. I'm rubbish at it. I find it odd today anyway, Sarah, because I can hear, because as we said, we're in the office. And what that means is it's our drop-in day. So the charity, obviously, that we work for, we have a drop-in day once a week. And so I can hear everyone downstairs, like, having a lovely time. So it's weird because it's almost distracting as well. We don't normally have, we've only got Gracie and, you know, all the stinky dogs. 
that normally distract us. And today I can hear all the hustle and bustle of all our clients at the drop in and everyone having a nice time. They are having a nice time. I mean, I find it a bit disconcerting that they're having a good time without us because we are the focus of any good time, Jess. We know this. Life and soul. Absolutely. But they seem fine. Did you hear the buzzer? The buzzer just went. Someone else arrived. Oh, more people coming in. Okay, so as Dr. Klein's clinic model works, they branch out to set up a similar model in Botswana. I think I mentioned that in one of our other episodes. Janie's picture is used to show parents in Botswana that HIV meds work. So they're suspicious of the medication. She would be. It's new. But seeing Janie helps them understand the benefits outweigh their concerns. Brilliant. And you can't, you can't, I was going to say you can't buy publicity. I know it's not really publicity, but having those visual representations of, of this representation of taking the HIV meds is just invaluable. Yeah, no, it's perfect. And it's so simple. All the best ideas are simple, aren't they? Okay. As for Janie, you know, her picture's been showed around the world. So she's changing perceptions, but she's also carrying on with her life. So she's at school. She's a cheerleader. Um, She does face some stigma, but she has got a very strong group of friends that stick up for her and a very supportive family. And she's just kind of getting on with life, really. That's what you need. You, You need that really strong support network. Yeah. But imagine she's changing perceptions around the world and she's just like back there in America, just living her life. It's amazing. Apparently, she told a friend on her 16th birthday, I'm still here and I'm going to stay. My life isn't much different from anyone else. I have to take medication whenever, uh, when I wake up and before I go to bed, but that's just two minutes out of my whole day. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. Like, what, what, what is that? A tiny element of your, yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow. I love her. Now she graduates in 2010 with the ambition to train as a nurse, but in 2012, she has a car accident and she dies at the age of 20. Stop it. Are you serious? God, that's so devastating. Obviously, it's always devastating when someone loses their life. But the fact that she'd been through so much, helped so many people, changed so many other people's lives and overcome like HIV herself to be living a healthy, long life for that to happen is. I'm so glad we've got the biscuits. The buttons. Yeah. I'm going to open them now. I know. Stephen Doyle had talked about Janie Queen um, when I spoke to him. And how remarkable she was. And I th- well, okay, we could probably include her. And then as I was doing all the research, her name comes up a few times. And I'm like, yeah. When I found out that she'd passed away, I was like, oh, do we include her? Do And of course you have to. She's a massive part of this. Yeah. But it was just so the end. We've talked about this before, haven't we, with um, other young people. It's just not the ending. Yeah. That, yeah, that's that not what I expected on. you to say. That really isn't. No, I know. So we've got some quotes from her mum remembering um, Janie. Um, And she says, it didn't matter how cute you were or popular or the kind of clothes you wore. She was nice to everyone. Of course she was. She just sounds so lovely. So she said, sometimes new kids would start at school and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I've heard that you've got HIV. And she said, other kids who knew her, who grew up with her, they would jump on them and they'd say, don't talk about our Janie like that. Yes, this is so nice, but so sad. Oh, I know. I know. Dr. Klein paid a tribute to her. So um, the Baylor College of Medicine Pediatric AIDS Initiative annual report. A mouthful. It was a mouthful. It included a foreword from Dr. Klein. He said, we mourn the loss of Janie and recognise her pioneering contributions to the work we accomplished in the early years. Janie paved the way for children the world over to follow her into health and a bright future. 
she achieved so much while also just in some respects being able to just be a normal kid and just enjoy her life too like that's really nice to have that that balance of the two things yeah absolutely there's a lovely picture of them with the tribute um, of Dr Klein and Janie hugging and you just think wow two amazing people working together to change the world well we've learned about so many amazing people in this series I can totally understand why you obviously you first spoke to Stephen and it was supposed to be an episode (laughs) and it just grew and grew and grew and then by the end I'm like how many like five Jess five episodes I know. I know. I like that too. I like the way it's all interlinked. Everyone played a part, a vital part. But um, as like we said before, because they wanted to, not because they had to, they're clearly all very, very passionate. And they've made a huge difference, not just in Romania, but around the world. And I don't think any of them, when they started their involvement with Romania, could have envisaged that that would happen. No, I don't think they did. I can't believe how much there is to this. And I can't believe how little we knew in the beginning. Like, Oh, yeah. I'm still telling everyone about it all the time. I'm still like, right, so sit down. Nicholas Trichescu, have you heard of him now? And they're like two hours later, please just stop. <laughs> agree with you. It is an amazing story. And I'm so glad that we came across it. And then we got to learn about all of the people we featured. They're all amazing role models. Yep. And I think also, I think we've said this before as well, it kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of, it's not heightens your belief. That sounds awful, but it's reinstills your belief that there are really good people in the world. Look at your little face, like, come on, spit it out. Out with what the word is. But I've realised every time I do that, I have no idea where you're going with it. And I just start just saying words that are nothing to do with what you're talking about. So I was just waiting there, just like, she'll get there in a minute. Yes. But yes, in our own in our own time. Oh, so these are all the people we featured. Uh, between them, they have saved hundreds of children's lives, and I'm so glad we featured them at all. HIV heroes, and yeah, that's it. That's not a great ending, is it? You know why? Because I'm distracted by these buttons. I'm literally in a sea of chocolate digestives. It's amazing. I can't wait to just like get off this and crack them open. If I'm honest. But I just wanted to say again, I know we've said it before, um, but a huge thank you to Stephen Doyle, who brought this topic to our attention, spent time, spoke with Sarah at length. It's been amazing. It's been such a good series. And thank you, Sarah, for all your research and expanding it. And even though it's been tough, you got us through it. You know, it's been like being like a little boat, a tiny little dinghy on the sea. Sometimes the sea is calm and nice. And then other times it is rough and awful. I know, but we have got through it, Jess. We've done very, very well, haven't we? (laughs) The last bit of the podcast, it's all about us, isn't it? What else? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And next week, do you know what we have or are we just flying by the seat of our pants? Okay, yes. So next week we are going into the field of, no, not the field. Why do you do this every week? I fuck this up massively. I love it. I love watching it unfold. I like how you're calling it the field of hip hop. (laughs) It's not a field, is it? (laughs) Next week, we are venturing into the realms of gangster rap. Oh, I'm very excited. We are looking at Easy E, aren't we? We are looking at Easy E. And I think if you look at me, you would most definitely associate me with that genre of music, Jess. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine, Sarah. I'll be there. There'll be biscuits. There'll be buttons. Yes. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and videos. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.